welcome to CMMS Radio, a podcast, blog site, and general resource for all things CMMS from selection to implementation to help you make better choices, learn from industry experts, and have a successful CMMS journey. Thanks for tuning in to CMMS Radio, everybody. Today's episode is about where do I start? What are the steps to finding, implementing, and benefiting from a CMMS? I'm your host. My name is Greg, and I have worked with thousands of users and clients in multiple industries throughout my 18 plus years of CMMS experience. I've gone through lots of those engagements and implementations that really helped me establish a strong base of knowledge when it comes to CMMS, why you need one, and how to get the most ROI and benefit from a CMMS solution. We're going to be bringing in other experts along the way to help us learn more about CMMS, facilities operations, and the like. If you need help with the CMMS project, send a message at cmmsradio.com. Just use the What's On Your Mind link. You can also suggest topics, share your CMMS story. Please leave out the names if you do that. Or ask questions. We will have feature spots on our various episodes as well as on the website and in the blog to support our network of sponsors and affiliates and get you some great offers. These may generate revenue for CMMS Radio, which helps keep the show running. We'll keep you posted on all those things as CMMS Radio evolves. So thanks for tuning in and let's get started. So where do you start and what are the steps to finding, implementing, and benefiting from a CMMS? That is a huge topic with a lot of variables. It's like a bear trap, really. Who the heck came up with this topic anyway? Oh, wait a minute. I guess it was me. We're going to keep this episode focused on a basic plan because we've got so much to cover. And it's something to get you started or at least thinking about how you'd like to get rolling on your CMMS journey. You've done an assessment you found some gaps in your current maintenance management process or processes, and you decided you do in fact need a CMMS. The simple answer when it comes to where do you start? You start at the beginning, right? That's too obvious, but what you really want to do is start by first understanding those problems and gaps that you've identified through that assessment and package them into a simple yet concise list with data on maybe the size and the cost of the problems. Uh, That's going to be an important factor here. Then you try to find a solution that solves that in a way that fits your working style as an organization and do not forget your users. This is really important because you could pick the best system in the world, right? As far as your assessment goes, once you get rolling on that implementation, you're going to find out from your users that they don't like it. So you got to get some good representation through this process of your users because if they don't use it, you're not going to achieve the benefits that are really just sitting there waiting for you when you do implement and start using a CMMS platform. So don't forget your users because anything you buy that nobody will use is a waste of time, money, and resources. And it's also going to put you further behind when you finally discover you need to make another change. So we really want to avoid that. This isn't something you want to do over and over again within your facilities operation first thing you want to do is take that assessment and that list of the gaps and prioritize those based on the size and the impact, which gap is the biggest and most costly. Also, which problems are the easiest to solve? You want to kind of incorporate that in your thought process when figuring out what type of system you want. An example, our biggest gap is daily work orders that are falling through the cracks constantly. 
It's causing too much work that's piling up and costing money due to other priority tasks being neglected. Like, for example, equipment maintenance items that lead to equipment failures. Last week, maybe an AC unit went down. You were so behind you needed to reach for some outside help at three times the cost to fix the issue, all because you were out of position on workload and scheduling or even getting to that preventive maintenance item that would have prevented that failure. Let's say this happens 20 times per year across all of your properties. Now let's add the cost. $3,000 a pop to make that fix. That's $60,000 that you're spending. And that was highly avoidable losses. Let's be clear about that. More preventive maintenance means less of these failures that were unplanned. Now we know what you need at a minimum is a work order and asset or preventive maintenance management system. The next step is understanding your working style, which is really about your organization's maturity level with regards to incorporating a new process for better execution. I think it's really going to come down to, in all these environments, you're trying to achieve better execution. Are they savvy when it comes to technology? Are they doers that want minimal supervision and, you know, really prefer to turn the wrenches above all? You got to know that so that you can get the kind of system they're really going to migrate to and adopt and use. These are important considerations. You want to eliminate looking at systems that do not meet your current operating style the level of computer savviness or willingness to change across your team. When you get to the demo stage with the CMMS solutions that you find appealing, you also want to include someone who understands the team on the ground. So in this overall scenario, the two primary issues that I'm seeing is poor task prioritization and critical neglect of equipment maintenance schedules. So you need better task scheduling and a better PM program for these assets. And remember, today we're going to keep things really simple and high level. So now you have a general requirements list that helps you narrow based on solution providers that deliver solutions to those gaps in a way that is friendly to all of your users. Another component is, we all know, budget. I am very, very mixed on the topic of budget. It can often be helpful, but nearly as often hurtful. Because budgets, if they're set, you've got a budget for this project, and I would encourage you or hope that it is a well-thought-out budget in accordance to the size of the problem, that can help to quickly disqualify vendors offering more costly solutions. That's really not enough because narrowing your approach this way is problematic. It still ignores the we-need-the-right-solution aspect of our approach. We tend to instead look at features and perceived technical fit for the users rather than just budget. So now we know we need a work order asset and preventive maintenance management solution. Let's assume we are not interested in inventory or any other features, but we do also need a way to work with vendors, run reports, track KPIs, and we're likely going to need mobile functionality. Here's something that's important. When you try to search for this, you will get numerous options because there are so many CMMS and related solution providers on the market. It's going to get dicey pretty quick because they start to look the same. You're really overwhelmed. You're not sure which direction to go. So that part is kind of a necessary or natural, maybe even endemic component to what's available on the market there. Hopefully we can get you through that. Many 
really are out there doing the same things, but in different ways. And that's the real challenge. And nobody can look at everything. So do not do that to your project. Once you engage, they will engage and they will engage hard and they will call you, they will email you. And that's okay if you're ready for that. Another thing when you do it that way and throughout this process, you are going to encounter many solutions that have really great marketing, incredible SEO and pay-per-click strategies that keep them on the front page search results. They're at the top of the lists when it comes to these different websites that are going to rate systems or base it on the reviews. So you got to be a little bit careful with that. I'm not saying those things don't bring value. Slow it down a little bit. Think critically about what you're looking at. Then We've got to look at the various marketplaces, right? This is where you're going to go look around and everyone's number one at this or that. That's not very helpful. It doesn't give you, doesn't give you any real direction, nothing actionable. We could go develop entire episodes for each of these. You can really get going and go deep. So we want to be careful with that for this episode. This is about creating that basic and actionable plan to find some viable CMMS options for you to solve these problems. You want to do it quickly, but you don't want to do it recklessly. I think the first place to start is not the internet or doing web searches. It's your colleagues and the network of contacts that have been where you are right now. Now Get in touch with them. Ask them their experiences and get a referral. Maybe they know an expert that you can call. That is the best place to start, really. Another thing you might want to consider is working with a reputable and knowledgeable consultant, you know, some kind of an expert in some aspect of that space that's going to really lend well to giving you guidance, right? A good CMMS consultant is in it for you to win it, and they will focus on understanding your current state, the gaps that you have, those root causes, and they will get you to your desired future state. That is what they do. Then there's what most of us do. We dig in, we do lots of research, and eventually find something that we like. Oh, it's true. (laughs) The only advice I have ever given when companies go on a deep, endless search is to cut to a short list as quickly as possible. Do not get stuck when what you need is fresh in the mind of everyone. You need to start doing this now. So you've done all that assessment, you've met as a group, you've identified the gaps, you've figured out what costs the most, what is easiest to solve, and you've picked a few things. That helps you decide that you're looking for both a work order and asset solution that includes preventive maintenance management. You also want this option to connect with vendors, assign work that way, and really keep an eye on things. On behalf of the many vendors, consultants, etc., in this field of CMMS, facilities management, that is on that constant strive for client success as our path to excellence. It reminds me of things like ecosystems, alliances and partnerships, client centricity, and community. It's a bit soapboxy, right? Cringe. I want to really encourage vendors to take that pathway. Consultants should take that pathway. Really focus on your client's needs. Take that client-centric approach to problem solving. And if that's what's happening, if that's what you're feeling through your CMMS journey with whoever you're working with, you're probably on a pretty good path. Okay, so I said don't look at too many systems because they all seem the same. Really make it no more than five. And I often prefer three. Why? 
because it's manageable. You can get a high level understanding of three to five systems in a relatively short period of time. I think we're all fairly capable of that. That's the way you want to keep it because anything more offers absolutely no benefit. Things will start bleeding together. You won't be sure what you really liked and why. So you want to keep that manageable. You are then able to focus in. So you narrow to the three or even two. Two's better. It really makes things simple and you can stay focused. This benefits everyone and I will roll an episode on that later. It's a very important topic, I think. Getting back to the system that you're going to find and you're going to select and you know potentially implement, the system itself is one thing, but there are other factors that are critical to your choices and what selection you really make. So consider the working style of the vendor providing this system to you. Look at their reviews and their reputation. Uh, what does their footprint look like, right? Who do they serve? How big is their market? Start to think about these things. Look at them and evaluate them. Are they operating in a style that you like? Really, what you can learn by talking to a few of their clients is priceless. So work with vendors that will let you talk to a couple of their clients. I think that's another really important step in this overall process. I know for me, we always preferred these types of engagements in my many years in the CMMS industry because engagements with clients that were a bit more focused on the problems they are trying to solve, what they really need, I think it helps everyone to create and together create a more mutually successful project on this overall CMMS journey. So let's jump into that implementation. The first thing you want to do is whoever you're working with, on these providers, you know, you're at your short list to maybe it's three, maybe it's five companies have these providers walk you through step-by-step step their deployment process, ask them lots of questions about how they're going to make your deployment easier. Make sure you know exactly what you are getting into because I've been in situations where a client gets engaged. We go through discovery, great demo, everybody's happy and we move forward and they have questions they didn't ask in the beginning. We definitely want you to ask a lot of questions before you pull the trigger on your selection. It just makes more sense. Get them to explain what you're going to be doing on the implementation. And if they don't explain it well enough, ask them again. They are happy to explain. Make no mistake about it. They want you really to be successful and thrive on their platform. So don't be afraid to ask those types of questions. Really understand. You know, you're going to gather things like your site data, the addresses. You're going to gather things like the building names, the areas by floor level or section, who are your tenants. Then we've got to deal with the assets. You're going to gather all the asset data. That could be the asset numbers, the serial numbers, the names, where are they located, on and on like this. So know that full and well going in and find out how they're going to help you deploy quicker and be successful quicker. Another thing, very important you need training. You will want training and guidance, so make sure it is included or purchased so that you are not flying blind when you are not only implementing, but starting to use and leverage this platform. Make sure that you've got that in place. You really want to work with companies that have something for that. They've got built-in training and support, live training and support, lots and lots of materials that you can consume, but you never want to be stuck all by yourself trying to figure it out. Most companies will step up and help you out to learn their platform and learn it really, really well. The other thing is if you're not getting that, don't be afraid to hire a consultant. 
find somebody that has experience with that system or even other systems because they can quickly adapt to guide you on how you're going to use and leverage your platform. All right, so yay, you selected a system, you're starting the implementation, your project's complete. No, no, no. Wait a second. Phase one is complete, but that's only a milestone and it's an important one. So you should be excited and enjoy the moment because your project's not just this implementation we're running into, but it's eventually going to be getting user adoption and really pushing the platform. Right now, it's time to lean in, focus hard on that implementation of the system you just selected. It is critical and many of these projects will fail right here. So here's some of what I've experienced over the years. Go through this whole process, client gets signed up, you get them through their first couple of sessions on how they're gonna gather data for this implementation, this actual deployment, and they drag their feet. I'm not talking about a couple of days, not even a couple of weeks. I've seen them completely go into months of not turning around data, even though you're constantly reminding them, hey, we still need to get you deployed. You're a licensed paid client and you're not using your system. So I really got to keep, you know, kind of bringing this up. You've got to, once you make the selection, really keep that momentum going so this project can be successful. We're going to have lots of stories about implementation failures and hopefully a lot of stories about successes on future episodes. But just take that seriously and follow the steps that your vendor is giving you as far as the guidance goes. Don't be afraid to ask those questions. Now it's time to jump into benefiting from your CMMS. It's a big topic, but I wanted to get it going at least during this episode kind of early. The most important thing now that you have implemented the solution And please be sure you do the larger rollouts after you have a team of experts. It's going to be really important that you have a primary team. Part of the deployment, they go through a lot of training during those early weeks of your deployment so that they become your resident experts. So we're going to assume that there is a team, even if it's only a few people, that know how to use the system that you bought and implemented, and they can help others use it. You need to develop this group first, but that happens rather quickly. And now it is time to roll to a larger group of users. And it happens at the basic level for your requesters. And it's also going to happen with some of your maintenance personnel so that you're starting to expand that original team and really get people in there using kind of the general collaboration tools and activities within the platform. You should be already loading in assets at this time. These would be your different pieces of equipment and start setting up preventive maintenance schedules. You've definitely got to stay diligent on these things that have been set up and need replication during your wider rollout. So make sure you empower those basic users with exactly what they need to use the system. Eliminate any need for them to call or email anyone on how to submit a work order or do something else that you've given them access to. Make sure you give them all that information quickly but simply. The benefit here is around higher user adoption. It's going to result in better and faster communication in an automated environment. So it's in near real time. So all of you are getting things done quicker because people are logging in and using it to tell you what they need done while you're also managing what you already do. That is then going to push the workload into a workflow leading to better visibility and response, thus resolution by your team members in the field, across the plant, on your property. This even includes your vendors. 
so they can all get going and get these things done. That's why you've got this system. These active and consistent users on your new CMMS will thrive if you get this process happening. And do make sure you add in the need for the regular training of your technicians so that they can be expert level users for how they use the system within their role. If you can empower them in that way, they will use it and they're going to get way more done. They're going to reduce overlap and possibly burnout. They're going to reduce overtime. They're going to get home on time for dinner way more often. And it might sound silly, but it's true. Everyone wins in a situation like that. And anyone that I have ever worked with knows that I find the alternate currencies to play a really big role in organizational thriving. So when you're looking at getting a CMMS, getting it implemented, and starting to really use it for maximum benefit, it's not just about the money and the efficiencies. You got to think about how that helps your teammates, your team members thrive. All those hidden currencies, they really do play a role. So don't lose sight of those. That's really good stuff. Other ways you'll benefit from your CMMS is by leveraging the work order management. You're definitely going to want to look at the major benefits that are hiding in your assets in the form of preventive maintenance schedules that reduce those failures and improve performance of that equipment. You're really extending the useful life of those pieces of equipment. You bought them or you're leasing them. In either case, you're relying on them. So if you can make them run better, last longer, and cost less to maintain, you are winning. That's really important. Like I said, if you own it or lease it, use it and rely upon it in some meaningful way, it is critical that it stay running and well for as long as possible and consistently. Make sure you track all of your equipment assets and critical systems in your CMMS with as much data as possible. Get your maintenance histories in there if you can. If not, store those in historic files inside of the asset once it's in your new CMMS platform. That way everybody can go and look at it easily. They don't have to scramble to try to find that data. Use an asset scanning tool or barcoding on the mobile part of your platform so that you can label all of your assets. It really helps the rubber meet the road when your team is out there and they can walk up to scan an asset, learn everything about it right now see the images, the schematics, all the different things about lockout, tagout procedures. That's going to be really important for them to continue to do their job and do it well, and it helps the entire organization. So definitely keep those things in mind. You really are doing this so you can build visibility into what you have, where you have it, and what has been done to it, or maybe even more importantly, what hasn't been done to it. We can go further to get quite granular with parent-child assets and so on. I think the main point is to get your assets into the system, build a proper preventive maintenance program against those assets, and this will drive the ROI of your platform investment. It really will. It's a great place for you to focus. Now, we need to get the vendors using the system. And we're going to assume that they've been set up in the system or there's an easy way for you to allow self-setup. Maybe it's through an invitation list that you send out and they come in and finish their own registration. All that stuff I just said is really a thing. And the point here is if you have your vendors working with you already, they should be totally participating on your system with you so that you can all benefit. If they participate in your new process, it helps you reach your goals and they get to continue being your vendor. That is a win-win if I ever saw one. 
Now let's talk a little bit about reporting and KPIs. That is really going to develop over a period of time. The more you use your system, the more data is going to be available for you to see that unfold on your dashboards or within reports. Many of these aspects of system use will come up in your training or through some guided setup process that features maybe how-to sections or tool tips. Do those training sessions. You paid for this system. You've implemented and deployed. Now it's time to use or capitalize on and realize the benefits of your investment. The KPIs will develop and become a source of quick and accurate data snapshots for leadership to have visibility without a lot. You know, they don't have a lot of time, so they want to come in, take a quick look, see if there's a problem. No problems, they can get on with their day. Remember, they're running the company, but they do need to know the where, when, and why when it comes to maintenance operations in case they have to get involved with the diverting or reassigning of resources or make some kind of an inquiry. The system will also develop lots of support for the things that you need for continual process improvement. Whenever you go and say, hey boss, I need to buy a new machine. Why? Show me why. You're going to have that now. Or if they are trying to get some new employees added onto the team and they go to ask for that, they say, well, we need to see data on where you're falling behind. Why do you really need extra labor and manpower? You're going to have that with a CMMS. Many benefits that you can gain from a CMMS or a similar system, and those appear with heavier and heavier system use. We're going to explore the user adoption on a future episode, but our next episode on deck is CMMS best practices to reduce asset failure and downtime. That's going to be a great topic filled with strategies around driving ROI with your CMMS. If you need a co-pilot on your CMMS project, consider a CMMS consultant to help guide you and you can also keep listening to CMMS radio. We're going to keep these shows going. Did you find this episode helpful? If you don't mind, We'd love to get some feedback from you or maybe have you suggest a topic or even ask a question. We also want to hear your CMMS stories, whether they're good or bad. Just leave the names out. You can do all this by visiting cmmsradio.com. Submit your topic or question under the What's on Your Mind link. Thank you for tuning in to CMMS Radio, your resource for all things CMMS, from selection to implementation to help you make better choices, learn from industry experts, and have a successful CMMS journey.